Welcome to the Heart-Centered Therapist Podcast, the podcast created for you, the therapist who leads with your heart and loves serving your clients. I'm Cindy Gozanski, your host. I know that being a heart-centered therapist is immensely rewarding and powerful and intensely challenging and difficult. We're on this journey together. My mission is to help you continue loving your work as a therapist, surviving being a therapist, and feeling more connected as a therapist. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Heart-Centered Therapist podcast. I'm Cindy Gozanski, and I'm so glad you joined us today. Today, I'm really excited to introduce my guest to you. It's such a privilege and an honor to meet Linnea Smith Crawford. Linnea is the holistic therapist. She is a holistic mental health educator and expert, a licensed therapist, holistic healer, and wellness CEO. And she is on a mission to make holistic healing accessible, inclusive, and relatable while empowering the therapists and healers who make this work possible. I'm going to tell you a little more about her in the bio, but you can already feel how important Linnea's conversation is going to be to heart-centered therapists. Linnea specializes in holistic mental health and healing, which she defines as the return to wholeness through integrating practices of the mind, body, and spirit. With over 10 years of experience in the mental health and wellness space, Linnea takes a science and soul approach to healing and is passionate about helping her community heal, learn, and grow. She is a sought-after mental health and wellness expert and has been featured on several platforms, including the New York Times, the Huffington Post, Essence, and Healthline. She earned her bachelor's degree in psychology with honors from the Spelman College and holds her master's in marriage and family therapy with a certificate in trauma therapy. Additionally, she is an advanced certified yoga, breathwork, and meditation guide, trauma-informed facilitator, sound healer, and international teacher. Linnea is the creator of the Holistic Therapist Academy, the Healer's Retreat, and the Healer's Circle, all trademarked, by the way. She is also the founder and clinical director of Kaleidoscope Family Therapy and Holistic Wellness and co-owner of Seven Yoga and Yoga School in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Linnea. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, me too. This is awesome. So as you know, we're going to talk today about holistic therapy and about healing and self-care, but I always start out with the question for my guests about what does being a heart-centered therapist mean to you? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So I think a heart-centered therapist is really a therapist who leads with compassion. It's also a therapist who truly embodies authenticity and really trusts their intuition and is in this work because they're passionate about this work and they believe that they were called and truly called to help their communities heal. Hmm. Oh my goodness. I love that you brought the calling piece in too. Oh, I know makes makes us feel connected because there is this calling or service part that is so connected with that heart-centered work we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like 
when you're called to help your communities heal, you really show up with your fullness and you're really able to help your communities get to where they're coming to you to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to really deepen the conversation around this, um, looking at the holistic approach to yes. mental health and well-being as therapists and broadening that into our communities. And we got to start with the personal, right? How, how, <laughs> yes. how did your personal journey toward holistic healing begin and where and where is it now? But start us at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I have always grown up with this holistic approach to really life, right? So understanding that it requires more than just our mental well-being to truly thrive in life. I am the daughter of two pastors. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) I know, I know. So spirituality has always played a big role in, you know, who you are and in the healing journey, but also like the physical aspect. I grew up playing sports and, you know, understood that movement was really healing and helpful. And so when I got my master's or was getting my master's, I knew that I wanted to begin to bring these pieces together. So as I was graduating with my master's, I was also graduating and becoming a yoga and meditation guide. And so I felt like I had it, right? I felt like I knew what holistic healing was and I was ready to go out into the world and really begin this work. But life happened. And I went through what some call like the dark night of your soul or dark night Mm -hmm. of the soul. I went through a really, really rough period where I was extremely depressed. I was in this like mode where I felt like my worth was tied up into what I could achieve. My worth was tied up into what I could do and checking things off of my to-do list. I was in this place of being super compartmentalized. I felt like you know, my, my spirituality was over here. My work as a therapist was over here. My, you know, my work as, you know, a meditation and yoga teacher was over here. And I was just super just compartmentalized and disconnected. I was also coming from this very linear approach to life, right? Everything had to be logical and linear and hierarchical and things had to fall in place the way I felt like they needed to fall in place. And, you know, what I, always find interesting about this time is that I was a therapist in therapy and I also was a yoga teacher practicing yoga, right? And so it really wasn't until I understood that it requires more than just the mind and the body, but really an integration of all layers of who I was, right? Who I was on a physical level, level, an energetic level, a spiritual level, who I was in the community, the support I had. So it really wasn't until I began to integrate all layers of myself is when I truly began to feel this sense of like, joy and authenticity that I honestly have never felt before. Um, If you've ever been in a dark place, it's like, you always want to know, will there be, you know, sunshine after the rain? Like, will I ever be able to feel the way that I hope one day I can feel? And so when I began again to integrate all layers of who I was into my journey first is when I was able to experience again, that authenticity, that joy, that freedom, right? That freedom, which is a really big piece for me. And so it was then that I knew, right? That this is what I want for my communities to feel. This is what I want for my therapists to feel. And this is the work that I'm really passionate about training therapists and bringing this work into into practice. And so that's why I'm so passionate about holistic mental health 
you know, oftentimes think it's because, you know, I've trained thousands of therapists, I've worked with hundreds of clients, and it's like, uh uh-uh. uh, the reason why I'm passionate about this work is because it's literally what saved me. And it's what has allowed me to really live in my joy and in my thought in my authenticity, like I said. Oh, wow. That is so powerful and so beautiful, Linnea. So beautiful. Thank you. And what a message that it really, it starts with you. And Mm. thank you for vulnerably sharing this, right? Like, you know, admitting that you struggled with depression yourself and, and going into that dark night of the soul, which for you was created by all of this compartmentalization and feeling mm-hmm. so disconnected, yeah. right? Like, you know, it's, it's different for each of us, but that sounded like so creating so much despair for you when mm-hmm. I'm doing it all. I'm, I'm a therapist, I'm doing yoga. I'm, I have a spiritual practice. I have all these things and it's right. not working, right? Sometimes when you know you're doing the right things and it doesn't work, it's even more painful, Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. But it was through that trial and error that I realized that, you know what, I'm not approaching it that I don't want to even say right way. I'm not approaching it in a way that's beneficial to me and to my communities. And so again, that integrative approach was really, really helpful and powerful. Yes. Wow. Amazing. And so I love how you talk about kind of discovering the layers and then being able to integrate all of the various layers of your self-care and not just naming your worth onto a productivity or something you accomplish or whatever. I know I'm guilty of that. So many of us are still. And so I really want us to dive into these, into these layers and how it has helped with your healing journey and how you help others. Yeah, absolutely. So oftentimes when, you know, we think about a holistic approach to self-care or healing, we often just focus on the mind and body and, or the mind, body, and spirit. And while those are, you know, the three pillars of holistic healing and mental health, I think it's really important to extract or um, to expand rather upon that. And so Mm -hmm. the holistic healing model that I use, and I use this when I'm talking to therapists about prioritizing their self-care, when I'm talking to, you know, clients about, you know, coming from a holistic approach, even when I'm talking to uh, entrepreneurs about their business, the five layered approach that I use is the first layer being the physical. And so your physical layer is your outermost layer. It's, you know, your movement, it's your body, it's your nutrition, it's, you know, the most tangible part of who you are. And I think we're really familiar with that part, right? Especially when it comes to self-care. And then we have the energetic layer. I think the energetic layer is one of the layers that we often overlook. And so this is the part of you that's really honoring the energy within you and also the energy that you exude. Some folks get a little scared or wary when you use the word energy, but I often use the example of, have you ever been in a room with folks who have tension and you can feel that tension, right? That's energy or, you know, or you've been in a room and it just feels like someone just lights up that room. That's energy, right? And so really attuning to the energetic layers that reside within all of us and that we exude. And then we move into the mental and emotional layer. And I often say that this is the layer that therapists like really have 
down to a science, right? We've spent years and thousands of hours really attuning to the mental and emotional aspects of who we are. And, you know, it's about your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. And then we move into the last two, which I also feel like can be overlooked, the spiritual piece. And oftentimes I feel like when we talk about spirituality, some folks can get a little weary. And I'm a big believer that you can't label what's spiritual for someone. And that spiritual layer is really a personal layer. It's whatever connects you to God, to the divine, to to source, to spirit. And then finally, and I think almost most importantly, is the communal layer, understanding that we heal in community, right? We don't heal by ourselves. We don't heal in isolation. We truly heal and thrive in community. And so those are the five layers um, that I really work with um, in really all aspects of my work. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, there's so much here. We do. We (laughs) heal in community. We heal in relationship. Yes. I know you're a marriage and family therapist. So of course we say that and I'm aligned with that. Yes. Um, And, you know, I mean, there's just so much. I love that you say that spirituality can be so individual as to what's important um, and feels spiritually aligned for the person. And, and again, right. Like this is coming from someone who's the daughter of, of two pastors. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So I'm sure you had some, like some spiritual uh, growing pains to go through to get to this point. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And I think that it's something that a lot of folks ask me about and are surprised by when I give them my background and I say, listen, a big part of this holistic and integrative work is spiritual, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean it's spiritual within the context of, you know, maybe how you grew up, right? Maybe it's not as defined or, you know, as structured. Um, Maybe you find, you know, a closer relationship with God or um, your higher power through things like um, energy healing and sound and meditation. Maybe it allows you to dive deeper into spiritual texts and have a different perspective. And so that spirituality piece was really helpful in this integrative approach, but it also allowed me to understand that spirituality and connection to God really expanded outside of what you know I was taught and raised in as a child. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yes, I personally believe that I could not do this this work as a therapist if I didn't have some kind of spiritual connection mm-hmm. in my life. You know, yes. it's just it's just so important, you know, we're we're working in that old-fashioned I thou situation with our clients and um you know, it's 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 a real privilege to enter that sacred space with someone. So, mm-hmm. I'm really glad we're talking about this out loud here today. Yes. <laughs> It's Mm -hmm. important. It's important. And I often say that, like, I'll never call myself like a mind body therapist or a mind body healer because spirituality is so integral. It's so necessary in this healing journey. It's necessary as you know, for us who are facilitating, but also, like you said, being able to hold that sacred space is spiritual. Yes. Right. And, you know, even just we could talk about this forever, but even just <laughs> thinking about when you're working with a couple, right? Like you're impacting the couple, you're impacting their families, their kids, which is also on a spiritual level and the community. And so share with us also a little bit, because I think this communal layer is very, um, it's kind of like a hot take, you know, it's, it's very progressive. And 
I'm interested in two things. One, what are the communities in which you work? And two, how do you see us really impacting communities in terms of mental health and well-being? Yeah, I think those are great questions. Thank you for asking. So most importantly, I think it's important for us as therapists and healers to understand that we are not separate from our communities, right? We do not have this hierarchical approach where we're like looking down on the communities that need healing, but we are a part of that community. So I think that is, you know, most important when we're talking about this communal approach. Um, And as for me, I think that community are the people that are drawn to you, right? They're the people that you feel that you were called to help. And I think that that looks like many different, you know, folks, especially over the course of your career. And so I actually started my career as a child and family therapist years and years ago. So at one point, my community was children and families and parents. And then I began to shift and really focused in on couples um, and uh, women who were going through life transitions. So, you know, early mid twenties, you know how that can be. <laughs> so oh, yes. you know, at one point that was my community. And right now my community really is pouring into therapists and healers. I'm pouring into the people that are pouring into their communities because I often find that we in the seat of therapist and healer often don't have a community for ourselves. And so when I talk about this communal piece, I really emphasize that we as therapists need a community. We need communities that we're not just leaders of, quote unquote, right, but that we are a part of, that we feel held by. Um, You know, I talk a lot about being a part of like-hearted communities or creating spaces for like-hearted therapists. And what that ultimately means is having therapists or having people, right? Because we're people first, mm-hmm. who un- right? Who understand what it's like to pour into others, pour into their clients, pour into their communities and pour into their families. That's a whole different perspective. So ultimately understanding that we are also worthy of being held in a sacred community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have a beautiful quote on your website, which we'll link to and, and tell everybody about, but um, you say we are constantly pouring and giving to others and not ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this is how you're really trying to show up and help therapists and healers with their self-care and creating community and you know, Linnea, that's part of the reason I made this podcast and my Facebook group. And I know you have a Facebook group too, but it's it's because therapists have so much isolation. We work, mm-hmm. you know, in an office or or doing telehealth, and we're by ourselves, and we don't have as many people to process our work with. Sometimes we feel judged bringing a problem to another colleague because they might think, you know, we're not getting it right or how could we possibly be having this problem? So, you know, therapists, like we're a weird bunch because we want help and then we're hesitant to seek it and and our own capacity and energy to connect is diminished because we've been pouring out so much and not giving to ourselves. So, yeah, you say you try to help people learn how to drink as we pour. Tell me about that. Yes. Drink as you pour. That is something I say to my therapists and my healers. Um, I also say, you know, you are worthy of the time it takes to nourish your mind, body, and soul. And I think that, you know, we as therapists and healers often forget that because 
we're often so focused on helping our communities and our clients heal that we put ourselves on the back burner. I think that that's like an archetype of, you know, the nurturer, the healer, right? The archetype that we have taken on being in this role. And so I'm a big believer that we have to be able to give from our overflow, you know, we look at the numbers of burnout, we look at, you know, the attrition numbers in the fields, and it's, you know, it's a part of doing this work, compassion, fatigue, all the things. And I'm a big believer that if we can learn to drink as we pour, which means if we can learn to take care of ourselves as we're taking care of our communities, we'll be able to show up more fully and not continue to give, 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 give until there's nothing left to give. And we feel like, okay, Maybe it's time to switch to a new career or maybe I need to take like a year off. So I really think it's important for us to understand that giving from the overflow, right? Giving from the overflow is so necessary. And honestly, it will change the way you work. I mean, you know, it'll change the way you work when you realize that your self-care and your well-being is, right? Dare I say, it's more important than your clients and your community's well-being because you can't show up as your full self. You can't give your best to your clients and your communities if you are putting yourself on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, and you are just speaking to my heart and what I want our listeners to hear. And I encourage everybody to just rewind that because that was beautiful, right? Our self-care and our healing is the most important tool we have to be effective with our clients. You know, it's so true. And I I just love this, Linnea, because um, this is where I feel very aligned with you. You really want to help therapists and healers continue to do their work, to to not jump. And there's nothing wrong with jumping if you need to, but to stay as therapists in a way that we can sustain this as a career for us to continue to make a difference and to serve. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think that it really is about how we approach our work. I think that we actually know that we're in this, um, this era and this time of progression. We're in this time of like um, shifting the paradigm of mental health and shifting what it means to be a therapist and we start with taking care of ourselves first, right? Um, and and the, the funny thing is about, you know, shifting career, which, you know, you've seen a lot of as well, is if you don't learn to pour into yourself first, it doesn't matter what career you go into. If you still have that perspective of the client, the art, the, the travel, the business is more important than my needs, you're going to end up in the same situation. And so I think it's really about, sitting with ourselves, giving ourselves the space to just be and really begin to uncover what are the layers I need to pour into more, right? Sometimes you don't have to give to every layer equally. Sometimes you're really lacking in the communal piece or you're really lacking in the energetic piece, but we don't give ourselves the space to slow down, right? Tune into ourselves and see exactly where we need to pour into. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and just as a reminder, right, those layers are the mental, emotional, the energetic, spiritual, and communal. And right? physical. So, and physical, physical, yes. right. So physical, right? I skipped that because we know physical and self-care. <laughs> yes. Exercise goes- and, and, you know, getting, getting nice spa treatments and stuff like that. But it, it's, it's way deeper. Did you know one in five people will experience a mental health issue this year? 
Mentalhealthreds.com is your online shop dedicated to promoting mental health awareness and breaking the stigma surrounding mental illness. You can find fun, creative, and inspiring products like t-shirts, hoodies, and more, all with positive messages that remind us to take care of our mental health. Favorites like Perfectly Imperfect, Your Anxiety is Telling You Lies, It's Okay to Not Do It All, and No Risk, No Magic. Plus, we have a special collection just for therapists, like our bestseller, I'm a Mom and a Therapist, Nothing Scares Me. So come check it out at mentalhealththreads.com. Our mission is to start important conversations about mental health and to remind you that you are not alone. Check out mentalhealththreads.com today. So I, I would love for you to share a little bit about some examples of things therapists can do to honor their self-care and their healing some of the things that you offer with your sound healing and, and different, different types of resources. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually really glad that you touched on that. We've got the physical layer down pack, right? So when we talk about self-care, we're often only talking about that physical layer, right? The exercise, what you're eating, bubble bath, so on and so forth. But I really encourage, you know, the therapists and healers who are hearing or, you know, listening to this call or listening to this episode to really begin to dive deep into the other areas, right? The energetic, mental, emotional, spiritual, and communal. And so for me, um, Uh, One of the biggest pieces is giving yourself the space to just be like to just sit with self, right? Just sit with self without the TV on, without the phone next to you. Just give yourselves a couple of moments to sit with self and see what comes up for you. A lot of times, you know, being in the seat of therapists, we're often hearing other people, right? Or sharing our perspective and we're not hearing ourselves and really tuning into us. So I definitely start there. Um, But I'm also a really big lover of sound healing and breath work. I think that those are such foundational and powerful practices that can really get us to align energetically, to align mentally and emotionally and all the, the layers that we talked about before. It gives us the space to tune into our breath to slow down and to begin to pour into ourselves. And so, you know, if you've never done a sound bath or breathwork session before, you can go on my Instagram, follow me. I'm always, you know, offering some sort of free sound bath or breathwork uh, offering. And I think it's just about experiencing it, right? Um, You know, I could talk for days about sound healing and breathwork, but, you know, in a nutshell, it allows us to get to a deep, relaxed state a lot quicker than our typical meditation. And what do we typically talk about? I don't have enough time, right? I don't have enough time. Exactly. Even to just sit quietly. I'm like, (laughs) people are going to say, I don't have enough time. Exactly. And so, you know, you know, being able to tune into a sound bath, you know, in between your sessions or decompressing after your sessions for the day or however your day is set up, I think is a really great way to begin to pour into yourself. I, you know, I believe finding community of like-hearted therapists. And so, 
you know, the heart-centered therapist community and the other communities that are available to you. It's about finding folks who understand the way that you work and the way that you want to be seen as not just a therapist, but also a human, a person, because we're people first. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. I think that's an, a really important part of pouring into yourself and also like doing the work, right? I call this embodiment. You know, I'm a big believer that as we begin to, you know, not begin to, as we continue to show up for our clients and even, you know, I really emphasize this for those who are interested in that holistic and integrative work, we have to do the work ourselves. You know, I think we're so used to being that guy that we often forget that we've got to check ourselves too, (laughs) you know, we've got to do the work too. And so making sure that, you know, you have your whatever your support system, your therapist, your coach, your healer, your pastor, whatever, um, that you're also holding yourself accountable as well. And you're giving yourself the space to feel your feelings, to have your thoughts, to experience your anger, and to understand that just because you're a therapist doesn't mean that you have to present in a certain way, right? (laughs) If you are going through something, give yourself the space to go through that and heal through that because ultimately your healing impacts the way that you show up for your clients as well. And, you know, most importantly yourself. Such great permission. We need that permission, right? We go through things. We're allowed to have our emotions. And in fact, we need to even go further into that than we usually allow ourselves. So I think Mm -hmm. therapists are so contained all the time, Mm -hmm. right? And yet we get angry, we get cranky, we we get sad, all those things. And a lot of times we brush it off. What you're saying is this embodiment is key. This is key to our own health and wellness and how good of a therapist we can be. Exactly, exactly. And ultimately, just like, you know, how we show up, (laughs) how we show up in this world. And so I love that word that you use, permission, right? I think that we often need that permission to understand that you have to honor the human behind the healer. You have to honor yourself first. And so if you're listening, you have the permission, (laughs) you have the permission to honor you first. Thank you, Linnea. So (laughs) true. We need that. And I really encourage listeners at any stage you are, whether you're a student or a brand new therapist or super experienced therapist to do what she said, got to honor yourself first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. And no matter what stage you're in, I think that we, especially, you know, if you've been seasoned, right, you think you know it all right? You think you've been there, you've done that, but no, no, no. Like this is a continuous journey. It's continual work. We'll never be at this space where we can just say, I think I got it. I got it figured out. We have to continuously do this work and continuously pour into ourselves in each stage and each season of being a therapist and healer. A hundred percent. And I'm a big believer in that. And even in looking at the layers Go back and look at the layers and how can you, you know, continue to grow in those areas. So for me, like, I think being an experienced or seasoned therapist can be really tricky ground and you have to work even harder to learn new skills or approaches to challenge your intellect, to challenge your heart, to challenge your relationships, all of those things. So, um, yes, we're all about that. Yes, absolutely. New approaches. I'm all about that. It's all about shifting 
the paradigm and shifting what we kind of, you know, grew up or not grew up, but came up as therapists learning. And so I love that you said that always being open to learning new perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so with this notion of embodiment and being attuned, um, how does yoga, your practice and teaching of it fit in? Yeah. So I would say that I have expanded my toolbox from just, just yoga. That makes sense. But Mm -hmm. I feel like yoga, um, the physical practice is really a way for us to tune into our bodies and our breath. I mean, if anyone has ever practiced yoga, no matter what type of yoga, right, vigorous chair, restorative, you know, whatever, you understand that the key piece in yoga is tuning into the breath. And so we talked about, you know, being able to give ourselves the space to be and quiet down the mind. And I think that yoga is a really great way to start that practice, right? Because you're moving your physical body, which gives your mind something to focus on. You're noticing your breath, which, you know, in tune is regulating your nervous system. And so you have these two things going on. And so whether you realize it or not, you're actually creating space for stillness within. And so I think that yoga is a great practice um, for folks who are like, Lene, I just can't sit still. Or girl, I tried to sit down for a couple of minutes and I kept thinking about my to-do list, my clients and the things. I would say, okay, well, let's try some movement, right? So I think that yoga is really beneficial in that way for sure. And, you know, I think it's a really foundational practice that I, you know, would love for everyone to try. And again, it can be any type, restorative, which you're just like, relaxing, you know, vinyasa, you're moving, chair yoga, and all the different forms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And how the movement and the breath can actually create stillness and then Mm -hmm. that expansiveness within us. So I bet you're a great, a great yoga facilitator. It sounds amazing. Um, Thank you. I try, you know, I, um, I uh, teach at, we have a yoga studio uh, here in Atlanta called Seven Yoga. And, you know, it's one of, one of our first businesses together as husband and wife. And so I really love to be able to bring the practice of yoga to, to folks who maybe think that, you know, yoga isn't for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's just the connection of movement and breath. Wow. Wait a second. You do, you do that. This is a business with your husband. Yeah. Yeah. We have a yoga studio, yoga studio and yoga school here in Atlanta. So we, we've had it for, we're actually celebrating our seventh year next year. We just celebrated our sixth year anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, so yoga has definitely been one of those like foundational practices for our well-being and, you know, for this like holistic and integrative approach to self-care and to mental health and healing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that is so cool. And what a community you and your husband have built by creating this yoga studio with so much longevity. I yeah, love it. Thank you. Thank you. We're if anyone's in Atlanta, they got to go check it out. What's it called again? Yeah, Seven Yoga. We're in Kirkwood. So on the east side of Atlanta, if you are you know, listening and you're in Atlanta or visiting, come, come say hello. I love it. Oh, this is so exciting. I mean... Your energy is so great, Linnea. And I know this is what you're trying to support us with. And I think a lot of us want to feel more like you. So (laughs) 
tell me a little bit too, like, let's just dive into some of these amazing offerings you have, because I know you lead retreats and circles and training. And I really want you to share with my audience about all of those things, the academy and the retreats and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Um, So I'll start with the training. Um, I think that, you know, as you start to really uncover and become interested in this integrative approach and wanting to be more holistic as a therapist, I have an academy called the Holistic Therapist Academy, and it essentially teaches therapists and mental health professionals how to use the therapeutic power of trauma-informed yoga, breathwork, energy, and sound healing, and how to integrate it ethically and confidently in their work as therapists while building businesses centered in holistic care and community. Um, And this academy is so special to me. I've been running it for several years, and this is really where my mission expands because I'm training other therapists and mental health professionals on this integrative approach not only for their personal development, but for their professional development in their communities and how to really help their communities heal in a deep transformational way. I shared earlier about my story of healing and why this work is so important to me. And so through the Holistic Therapist Academy, I've been able to certify and train many, many therapists to go out and do this work. And so if you're a therapist who's interested in, you know, sound healing and breath work and, you know, how to bring it together in an ethical way, you know, how to learn about the neuroscience and how to facilitate this work um, ethically and confidently, I invite you to take a look at or, you know, check out the Holistic Therapist Academy. There's really no other training program out there like that ran by a therapist for therapists. So yeah, yeah, definitely take a, take a look at that. If you're interested in this work. That's fabulous. I, I haven't heard of one like that. And what is the, what is the website for that? We will share it in the show notes. Yeah. So it's on my main website, but you'll, I'll give you the direct link, but essentially LinneaSmithCrawford.com slash the Holistic Therapist Academy. Okay, great. LinneaSmithCrawford.com slash the Holistic Therapist Academy. That's awesome. And you know, another thing that I think is really important is you as, as you're training therapists and bringing this to communities, you're also bringing these forms of transformation and healing, sound bath, yoga, meditation, trauma-informed work to communities that include people who have been marginalized and oppressed. And that just can cannot be understated, the impact and the power of your work. I really, really acknowledge you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, appreciate it. And it's, you know, it's really impactful and powerful work and work that I'm passionate about. You know, I often say that if you are working with people, there has to be some sort of training and trauma um, and not just from a, you know, psychological perspective, but also understanding how, you know, the energy and physical and the emotional and the spiritual work together to help, um, you know, folks heal from trauma. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that work. And I, I'm excited that more therapists are open to this perspective and they're really starting to see the shifts and the, the powerful transformations in their communities as they beca- begin and as they become holistic therapists themselves. Mm-hmm. That's great. And is the Academy online, hybrid, what type of um, platform? 
Oh yeah. Thank you for asking that. It's a hundred percent virtual. So it is a live, a hybrid live virtual program. Um, you know, I want to make learning accessible and I want to make sure that no matter where you are in the world, you can tap into the training. You can, you know, join us um, live virtually, but you also have the ability to learn at your own pace as well. Um, and so if you're interested, join the waitlist, depending on when this airs, we might be open for enrollment or you can just join the waitlist and we'll keep you posted on the next class offering. Yes. Okay, great. So you also have a retreat for healers. Tell us about that, please. Yeah. So I have um, retreat offerings called the Healers Retreat. And I designed this, you know, because I realized that we as therapists and healers, we are so used to pouring into other people and forgetting about ourselves. And so I wanted to create a space where we could just tune into ourselves and pour into our cups and to prioritize our mental health and well-being. And so with the Healers Retreat, we go all over the world. We also have some domestic offerings as well, but it's a really great way to just remove yourself from your typical environment to be around therapists and healers who get it. I often say that or ask the question, have you ever been on a retreat and you told someone what you did and you immediately were in work mode? Because I feel like once you tell someone you're a therapist, they start to pick your brain or they start to unload on you. And so the healers retreat is a safe space for healers and therapists because we're all therapists and healers on this journey. And so we aren't unloading on each other in a way that feels like we're doing work, but we're really supporting each other and really encouraging each other to pour into our cups. And so if you're interested in, you know, taking some time to pour into you first and to drink as you pour, I would love for you to take a look at our retreat offerings. Again, we've gone, you know, everywhere from, you know, Mexico to Belize to, to Utah. So, you know, we've gone to some pretty cool places. So just, you know, check us out at the healers retreat. Oh, that sounds, that sounds great. And do you do um, some of these other things like your sound baths and yoga and oh yeah it is an immersive experience you are getting sound baths and sound healing we're doing gentle yoga we have breath work practices we make sure that we integrate some sort of cultural experience there are group excursions we've got circles where we you know can really um you know say what's in our heart and uplift each other so it's really full of a juicy juicy time of nourishing our souls Hmm. That's great. Sounds fabulous. And thank you. I love that you've created a safe space. You know, I mentioned earlier we that I had to travel. And, you know, one of my things is like, oh, if you take an Uber or a Lyft and then you tell the person that you're a therapist and who knows what the rest of the ride is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. It's such a common experience. And so that's really why I wanted to create a space for us to just be um, humans. I often say, you know, we have to honor the human behind the healer. And that is really where, you know, the healers retreat was born is a place for us to, you know, prioritize our humanness first and to again, nourish our souls. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And the healer circle, what is that? Yeah. So, you know, not everyone has the time or the resources to go on retreat 
or to, you know, immerse themselves in a six month training course. And so I created the healer circle as an accessible and tangible way for therapists and healers to pour into their cups, no matter where they are in the world. And so it is my virtual membership where um, you get to pour into your cup, no matter where you are. And so when you join the Healer Circle membership, you get access to a library full of holistic practices like gentle yoga, breath work, sound healing, and meditation. You also get access to workshops. We have a live Healer Circle every month where we commune together in community. We you know, talk about the journal prompt and the affirmation of the month. We engage in practice. We also engage in discussion. Um, and then we have pop-up events along the way. And so that's a really tangible way for you to begin the journey of pouring into your cup and, you know, relieving or overcoming and preventing burnout in this field. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. I love that, like a journal prompt and talking about the affirmation and just having that kind of support. Lene, you are on fire with these offerings and you're yeah. you're so young and vibrant. You've created quite a beautiful entrepreneurial business for yourself that's impacting the the lives and the work of therapists. And that's that's really wonderful. Thank you so much. I mean, I believe that, you know, when you're passionate about something and again, when you feel like you're called to something, it's just, you know, I'm lit up by this work. And so I'm just honored and excited to be able to hold sacred space for us and to just just be in this world, in this in this space and in this place. Yeah, that and that really shows. And I think when a therapist is looking for a retreat or a membership, it's so important to kind of vet who it is that is going to be their their guide, their facilitator. And so, you know, if you're really into Linnea's energy, and I mean, who wouldn't be, you get a sense of what it would be like, you know, maybe, maybe also check out your Facebook group. Um, Who is the Facebook group for? So the Facebook group is for therapists who are interested in this holistic approach to their work and this holistic approach to their healing. So if you know that the way that you've been doing your self-care and healing or the way that you have been um, conducting therapy is not quite aligning with where you think you want to be, the Holistic Therapist Facebook group is a really great free offering for you to be in community with other like-hearted therapists and healers. Yeah, that's that's really great. And, and I love that. We both believe in fostering that like-hearted community. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. It's yeah. so, so important and so necessary. Right. And and in both of our groups, you know, it's it's okay to talk about these different layers, things that impact you spiritually or, you know, communally and, and all of that, which I think gets brushed by sometimes. Yes. Absolutely. And creating like that safe space again for us to be able to talk about those things that otherwise we don't typically talk about. So I love that. Yeah. Great. Well, I'd love to just ask a couple other questions as as we're kind of wrapping up. You shared about your personal journey when you were in graduate school and, and having that dark night. But if you could go back and just tell yourself something when you were just starting out as a therapist, what would that be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I would say to trust yourself, to trust your intuition, and to trust that your authenticity is more powerful than you think. 
I would definitely say that. I think that especially when we're in those formative years of learning to become a therapist, we think we have to be a certain way or fit into a certain mold. And I would say, you know, trust that your authenticity and the way that you authentically move in this world is powerful and it is enough. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. That's, that's great advice. Um, And with your huge success as an entrepreneur and businesswoman, um, both in, in your own therapy world and then with your, your business that you and your husband have, in terms of being a therapist, like when did you know you were really successful as a therapist? That is such a good question. I think it's twofold, right? I think that we yeah. can measure success in, you know, different ways. I think that, you know, once upon a time I measured success in, you know, the the revenue or the yeah, I guess the revenue and like what I was like creating, but now in this space I really measure success with um satisfaction. And, you know, being, you know, waking up and feeling excited about the things I get to do, right? Not the things I have to do, but the things I get to do. I um, am excited about the impacts that I'm having in the world. And I'm excited to be able to, to just continue to build community. So for me, success looks like satisfaction, community building and impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what is so clear for our listeners is that we are getting to hear from a therapist, a businesswoman who is not burnt out, right? What you just said right there, Linnea, is the opposite of burnout. And it's so rare for us to encounter somebody who feels that satisfaction, who feels they get to do this and they're passionate about it and they want to, you know, it's like, it's like waking up and being inspired instead of being filled with those oh feelings of dread or kind of misgivings and your energy is completely the opposite and i just i really welcome that and i can't wait for people to connect with you because we need this more we need more examples of what the opposite of burnout is yeah thank you thank you you know i appreciate it and it's like you know when you're intentional um, I think it's it's possible. I think it's important for us to understand that it is possible to be in this work and to be in this field and to not uh, succumb to burnout or that to be our story. So thank you mm-hmm. for noticing and acknowledging. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, it's been a while for us to make this podcast happen, and I'm so glad we did. I am already in your Facebook group. I'm going to check out your other offerings and um, we will link to everything, but just remind our guests where they can find you and also on Instagram so that they can do a sound bath tonight if they want. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, So on social media, it's Linnea S. Crawford on all platforms, L-E-N-A-Y-A-S Crawford. And then you can check me out on my website, LinneaSmithCrawford.com. And from there, I think I have links to everything, my my socials and, and all of that. So come be a part of the community. I can't wait to, to meet you all and just to be in community with um, all the new faces that um, I hope to see. That's great. We're looking forward to it. Thank you again so much. Really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
And if you did, I invite you to subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps other people find this podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the links and resources mentioned. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.